Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in to We Hate Movies. If this is your first time putting us in your ears, you're catching us at the fifth week of our annual summer blockbuster extravaganza. And if you are talking about it on Twitter, please be sure to use the hashtag SBE2014. This week, we're talking about the Hal Needham not-classic NASCAR race and Burt Reynolds... It's called Stroke Race from 1983. God, what a fucking dull movie. You know, but it's not officially summer until you watch a sweaty-ass Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. I was actually, when I was watching the movie, I was like, yeah, man, I can almost smell the gross, hot, mahogany apartment that Burt Reynolds probably lived in In growing up in Florida. And God only knows the kind of fucking body wash and cologne smells that are coming from him. Just in a daily basis. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a real feast for the senses. Yeah. You hash that one out for all you. <laughs> but, like, so th- this movie is kind of just like, it's just, Hal Needham and him have done, they did the Smoking the Bandit movies. They did the Cannibal Run movies. There was two or was there three? Yeah, I think there's he was, two. He's two, and I think he was on for both. I think there was only two. There's definitely three Cannonball Run really? movies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. And I think it's the same same thing with Smokey and the Bandit. I don't think Burt Reynolds stars in either of the Smoke, films. Smokey and the Bandit, he was there through number three. I think isn't it just a cami cameo though? A in, cami. What am I fucking now? Is talking? he is Smokey or in uh, Cannonball? But is he coming back for episode seven? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Smokey and the Bandit episode seven. Man, imagine Burt Reynolds was in Star Wars. The Shavening. Episode yeah. 7, The Shavening. <laughs> well, you... Chris- yeah, 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 I'll do your space picture. Just uh, not going to shave this mustache. You Dustin have to, Bert. <laughs> Dustin Hoffman in Star Wars. <laughs> so Wait. am I wrong... By the way, am I wrong in thinking this was the uh, major influence for Tyler Dagan Knights? I, it, no, play, I, think, I think you might very, be right. Yeah, it I plays think, pretty yeah. similar. It's, he's definitely a Ricky Bobby type in this movie there's all the sponsorship stuff which is also I mean, all that's over the, that's the movie yeah See, that's the, the thing is like will ferrell doesn't think ricky bobby is cool but if you like had someone playing that character as like a cool hero yeah. it's sort of like this yeah but also like he does a better job with this kind of will ferrell does a much better job with this kind of character than fucking burt reynolds does because burt reynolds clearly wow. does not give a wait, shit wait, burt reynolds invented the character defined it <laughs> He did kind of sculpt it from a, 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 bl- a block of clay and made it what it is. And then Will Ferrell kind of just made fun of it. I will say this. 
until this movie starts getting like really repetitive and really dull and you're like is this four hours long there's parts of it that are funny like at the beginning of the movie like burt reynolds has comedic timing it's there i don't know if it's like you could call it traditional comedic timing it's definitely like burt reynolds persona comedic timing i guess but it's there. It's, yeah. it's not like Will Ferrell. I there. don't think, but I don't think Hal Needham knows exactly how to, you know, bring that, bring that to the foray. I guess no. Oh, so this is what I was saying. So with the Cannonball Run movies, and this might be a stay tuned. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's Cannonball Run, Cannonball Two, and then there's a movie that there's a third one. It's officially titled Speed Zone. But it's AKA Cannonball Wait Fever. A second, is this like that fake James Bond movie? Oh, never say never. Never say never again. This is like a non-canon. It might. <laughs> it's it's a non-canon Cannonball Run movie. <laughs> it might be John Candy, Joe Flaherty, Matt Frewer. Oh my god! Yeah, they're all in it. Now, wait, is Bert the, the Smothers Brothers are in it? Is Bert in it? No, that's the thing. Well, then Eric's out. But he, would- I know Eric's just good this much. <laughs> I know he's out. Yeah, you, you watch that shit with Steve. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Yeah, I don't know how it's related, but it's it's related. It's it's also not directed by Hal Needham, but it's there. And then I wanted to check on Smokey too, because I'm pretty sure there's three Smokey in the. There's Bandits. definitely three Smokey in the Bandits because this was made the year after the third one. But there's only one Stroker Ace movie. There is only that's, one that's, Stroker you can Ace. Definitively say that. Yeah, yeah. for a reason. <laughs> yeah, they weren't going to bring this back. So Burt Reynolds is Stroker Ace. He's a race car driver. He's a, he's a NASCAR driver. They say NASCAR in this movie. NASCAR's all over this movie. There are NASCAR drivers in this oh, movie. Oh, they're everywhere. Including Dale Sr. He's probably like the biggest name I recognize. I don't watch NASCAR, but I know some of the Rich, names. Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, yep. uh, Tony Richmond. There's, uh, there's like a bunch of them. A yeah. bunch of these guys make cameos. But yeah, so it's Burt Reynolds. He's Stroker Ace. The, the, I guess he's the best race car driver I in NASCAR. Suppo- at some point, he, he must was. have been. I think he's like entering the twilight of his career here a little bit. And like this young upstarts gunning for the best NASCAR driver. I, I guess Dale Earnhardt would qualify. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, he's not quite Stroker Ace. Yeah, he's, but he's he hasn't there. hasn't quite moved up to the Stroker Ace level. But, but, I mean, he's got some curve. You know, he handles the curves well. He knows how to, what to do. So this, this movie opens on Burt Reynolds and Jim Neighbors, his best friend. Jim Neighbors is A-plus in this movie. I fucking love Jim Neighbors, dude. And he is he's the best part of this movie. What's his name in this? It's like Buzz Arnold or something. Lugs. Some, Lugs is the name. Oh, whatever. Anyway, they're little kids. Lugs so- Harvey. That's it. So you get to see them as their little kids. Yeah. Little little Burt Reynolds. And, and they, you know, oh, my God. They're real Hellraisers, too. Now, they're hitching a ride in the Great Depression South. Because <laughs> this, this is where we're going with this. But this is the 80s. Is it really supposed to be the Great Depression? Because they're little kids. And, and now, Burt Reynolds is, you know, an older gentleman. So I don't know. How if old is Burt up. Reynolds supposed to be in this movie, though? <laughs> He's immortal, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's supposed to be during Prohibition. He's okay. a child during Prohibition. So the early 30s. Right. Which, But like it makes no sense because like in the shot, it, because they're, they're like, okay, as long as we don't have anything like modern around, nobody will notice that it's not fucking in the middle of the goddamn Prohibition era. But then there's like a Toyota Corolla in the background. <laughs> no, there's not. Is there? There's, I don't think so. They like got a, a good weird, like jalopy truck. Yes. I, there was a background of one shot where I 
clearly in the distance. You saw the McDonald's <laughs> arches. You saw a 1982 Honda <laughs> drive by. It Maybe. was. It was like a design car. It looked like a car from this era. And I was man, like, oh, you know what? You're silly. definitely not going to find in 1930s America a Japanese automobile. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Corolla in that time? I don't believe so. So little little Bert and little uh, uh, Jim neighbors there. They they hitch a ride. <laughs> And the guy driving the truck recognizes young Burt Reynolds and says, aren't you, that ki- aren't you that kid that locked up that poor woman in that outhouse and then flipped it over? And he's just like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it was me. Got a yeah. problem with that old man? What the fuck are you going to do about it? The, Give me my cigar. The old man is the dad of uh, like a buddy of his. I don't think that's... And that's, he doesn't age. That's, he's clearly a Highlander. <laughs> that's where I think you're getting a little confused, though, because mm. I don't think it's Wait a young second. Jim Neighbors. Oh. It's the young version of his buddy he meets later in the movie, who's the actor. Yes. Oh, good God. Because, because I mean, we'll get into it, but there's, you know some, confu- there's we- some good old boys pretending to be actors in this movie. Well, like, at a point... There's a fucking Ocean's Eleven moment in that. <laughs> Yeah, that part should have been played by Elliot Gould. <laughs> Wait, so it turns out this guy's a moonshiner, and now the cops are chasing them. So that's when he gets his need for speed. You know, that's where yeah. he gets his first taste. That's first like the lick. origins of uh, NASCAR and Talladega like Nights. That's how it begins. So Stroke Race was there. Maybe Stroke Race invented NASCAR. It's possible that Stroke Race invented NASCAR. And then that chase <laughs> gives us. Charlie Daniels Band doing an original song for the movie, the theme song of the movie. I know we've played some rockin' good tunes lately. Maybe we should give them a lick of this. I mean, because it's... Yeah, here's here's Charlie Daniels Band not playing The Devil Went Down to Georgia. (laughs) Mama lock your daughters up that wild bunch back in town. Oh, yeah. I just want to reiterate, one of the lyrics in that song is, Little girls get frisky when they hear that race car sound. Wow. Yeah, that's what Burt Reynolds does to you. Burt Reynolds or Burt Reynolds automobiles? Not women, well, by the I way. Mean, Not women, yeah. by the Anything way. Anything he touches, really. Yeah, but the song is saying that uh, girls are are getting all revved up because uh, a car is driving by. But is, Specifically, but little for, ones. But Just little ones. It's little girls. <laughs> but is it is it not four stroker aces? Wait, automobile that, sounds, or is this is this just in general? Wait, now, when you get four stroker aces, you just win the game, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Uh, that's a, a good pair. point. I think the song is because it's a it's the Stroker it's, Ace. It's theme the ballad song. of Stroker Ace. Is that the name of the song? I don't know. Oh, because it should have been if it's not. <laughs> it's at least just Stroker Ace or Stroker's theme or something like Stroker's that. Stroker's Ace had a pretty nice face and it went away. Like it, it's just <laughs> it's just the devil went down to Georgia because it's Charlie Daniels it, band. It, All it the songs exa- on the same. It's the same exact fucking thing. Can we make a tribute band of Charlie Daniels and we'll name it after Stroker Ace? It's going to be seven eighths gibberish. We'll I'm be the, tell you that right now. the Stroker Aces and we just do Charlie Daniels covers. So we do two songs. Do we have to uh, turn into huge racists too? Only when we're on stage. 
Do I have to learn the banjo? Yep. Shit. Yeah, your big bear claws aren't getting around yeah, a banjo. Know, break a banjo. <laughs> That's what we want you to do. It's performance art. I see. So we're introduced to Burt Reynolds in a bit of physical comedy that kind of had me laughing. He's driving his car, and he's got gym neighbors like sticking out the door, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, uh, hey, gym neighbors. Going to uh, take a left. Might want to lean. See, this is actually what confused me because they zoom in on the little kid's face of little Bert, and then they zo- and then it becomes old Bert, and he's just like, and Jim Neighbors is next to him in the car. So I was like, oh, my God. oh, that's why that's you why thought I was it was. Confused, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's just we transition from little Bert, who's looking at his hair in the mirror, yeah. into into Big Bert. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Yep. Still gonna check my hair in the mirror, and. uh He's driving a car with only one front tire. Yeah. Like, there's no driver's side front tire, so he's got gym neighbors hanging out the side to, like, balance the weight out. Kind of a funny gag. Nope, 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 pile. You took the last beer. <laughs> you stay outside. And it's impressive, because someone probably actually did that for the movie. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. This, is, this is practical effects 1980s, man. Well, that's where Hal Needham comes from. Is he stunt was, racing. He was a stunt racing yeah. guy, and he, ma- he became a big name after Smokey. So... So it's, I just have all these lines about driving without a tire, but yes, go ahead. So he's going here, and he's got a a a, 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 a stingy manager, or I guess it's their backer, is the caddy, the caddy caddy guy. Yeah, it's the guy who like owns the car. From what I understand about stock car racing, it's a little like horse racing, where it's like someone owns. The whole team or owns like the car, you know, like the car owner, and there's like the team. And then they hire the driver. Right, and then the driver picks his, his yeah. team and whatever. So it's this guy. He's a real, like, cigar-chomping... He's old... got this cigar in his mouth the whole time. It's so gross. And they, they do nothing but make fun of this guy constantly. There's a weird thing in this movie where Burt Reynolds loves dangerous pranks. Yeah. Like, really, really dangerous pranks. So, you know, they don't take this guy seriously. Even Jim Neighbors is shitting on this guy, which is like, if Jim Neighbors is, like, making fun of you... Like, Jim Neighbors always plays the guy that everybody else is making fun of, so you must be really low on the character totem pole. <laughs> well, all he's doing is the wrong name gag, which is, like, one of the most laziest, like, prehistoric... A fucking T-Rex told this joke. <laughs> like, no. uh, they keep on calling him Caddy, no, and his name is Cotty, or they keep on calling him Cotty, and his real his, name's Caddy. The thing about that joke is I thought, I thought the comet wiped it out, but... Uh... Well, we all did. We all thought it had just gone away, and it was just fossils but then that got, fucking, yeah. you know... And now we're powered on it. Yeah. We're just pumping it into the cars. Well, now we ha- they have... Uh, the- also, the response after that is like, whatever. With the guy, <laughs> he's like, my name is actually... the like, whatever, old man. Eat shit. This is an old man. He's an old man. Shut the fuck up. What do you think you are? A character? Shit. You, might- you know what? That would have been kind compared to what they actually do to this old man. Oh, my God. And Burt Reynolds just... Lips manless is him. Oh, my God. He brings a cement truck... And starts pouring cement into this guy's car with him in it. And he's like up to his armpits in cement. He's like, I am going to die. No, Bert. big boy, not the bath. Not the bath, big boy. <laughs> oh, perfect Dick Tracy joke. But yeah, I, was, I totally didn't see it coming because you don't get it. Any, like This is the first time you have dangerous pranks in the movie. And he's like... He's like, oh, now, Burt Reynolds, we're going to stay at a hotel tonight before the race tomorrow, right? I, I sure hope I have a room. And he's like, 
Yeah, yeah, you got a room. Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. It's a bottom At the, the bottom of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, winks at Jim neighbors, and they both get out of the car and, like, smash this concrete, like, the like the the poor part, I guess, or whatever, yeah. like smashes through this window. So one, there's glass all over this frail old man. I'm cut. <laughs> I'm bleeding. And I he's need like, help oh, yeah? to get out. You think that's bad, huh? Guess what's next? Gonna uh, pour the cement in you. And he just starts like dumping, and it's like all of the cement. And there's like ten people around this car laughing at this <laughs> guy. The funniest fucking thing. <laughs> I'm trying to get out, but I've broken all my limbs trying uh, to move it in this cement. Uh, tell me all your bank codes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, by the way, that's the last time you see this old man but in the movie. Also, Jim Neighbors, when they're walking away from this laughing, asks Burt Reynolds, "Like, why do you have to go and do stuff like that?" And Burt Reynolds is like, "Well, you see, I'll tell you." A man's got to do what a man's got to do. <laughs> Doesn't even make any sense, Burt yeah, Reynolds. Yeah, what are you talking about? You got free reign? <laughs> it's just like, whatever. He's, he's that little kid still. Whatever the fuck I want to do, I'm going to go do it. I don't care about human life, dignity, any, anything <laughs> that society deems valuable. And you would think the whole rest of the movie is him learning that you can't just do what you want to no, do. No, and all Chris, that You would Chris. think... No, you wouldn't think that, Chris. You know why? Because when this movie starts up, it goes starring Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I don't even think they have the title of the movie in the beginning. I think it's just Burt Reynolds in Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds in Burt Reynolds. Yeah, call the movie that. <laughs> Co-starring Burt Reynolds as Burt Reynolds. Hal, I uh, think this should be a bit of a biopic. <laughs> Halfway through my life. Is it too late to have Charlie and the boys change that song to be, uh, to, you know, Burt Reynolds maybe makes those little girls frisky? Because uh, that's uh, what I do. You know, you know they do that, right? The little girls? <laughs> they get frisky. Easy. And they hear my mustache sound. <laughs> I give them a ride. Sort of like, uh, like I do with my car. You get it? Mustache ride? I got to uh, yeah. sit on my face. I heard that song, uh, Free Ride. It's all like that. It's free for them to ride. <laughs> that song's about me. <laughs> so this old man's dead, and uh, he's also crashed that race car. That oh, was yeah. the whole thing. They were getting in an argument because the old man's like, you keep crashing these race cars, and I can't afford new ones. <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> You've bled me dry. How am I going to pay my medical bills? You uh, won't need any when you're uh, buried in cement. My wife is in the hospital. <laughs> you uh, ever heard of euthanasia? <laughs> so he's now a man without a driver, or a driver without a car, or a man to sponsor him. I just fucked that whole thing up. The point is he's out of a job. Yeah. So him, him and the rest of the team, including Jim Neighbors, you know, they're like, oh, what are we going to do? Enter everyone's favorite character actor, Ned Beatty, playing like this chicken magnate. What is the name of the chicken company? The Chicken Pit? Is that it? Yeah, the yes. Chicken Pit. Yes. So Ned Beatty runs this like Chicken Pit restaurant, which is like basically a KFC knockoff thing. Right. Even though they totally re- uh, reference KFC in this movie at yeah. one point, where like Ned Beatty's talking about how like like he was uh, he was actually beating KFC in like the Chicken Wars, and then. <laughs> Apparently they lo- they started losing again to KFC after the colonel died because they were having sympathy sales of chicken. 
Because Colonel Sanders was, was was dead, so everybody was buying sympathy chicken? Yeah, yeah whatever, Clyde. <laughs> That's when the chicken wars took a turn for the worse. Yeah. <laughs> when KFC lost their colonel on the battlefield. <laughs> no, but... The, so, well, he's been, like, in the first race, the opening scene uh, sequence, which goes on forever, uh, he's... Uh, Ned Beatty's character is it Clyde Torque, I think is the name. Torque, yeah. Um, <laughs> racing. Um, the he's like oh, no, trying it's to get Torkel. Torkel, yeah. Okay, Ooh, so let's kind of close though, but also a stroker is like part of an engine. Yeah. So I, yes, I remember reading that. <clears throat> but yeah. So at this first race, he's like needling him. He's like, "Come on over to fucking Chicken Pit, and you know we'll we'll do this." And come on over to Chicken Pit, Mister Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken pits, Otis. <laughs> Chicken pits. I would love it if like Torkel was actually just Otis, and he changed his name to get like, st- like strike out on his own, like to get away from Lex Luthor, <laughs> and he's just like, uh, well, let's see, I like to eat, I like to eat at restaurants, I like to eat chicken at restaurants, chicken restaurant, chicken pit. There we go, and he just like starts off. Uh, next uh, race is in Metropolis. No, we can't do it. We can't do it. No, no, no. Oh, geez, Stroker, we got to drop out of this race. Can't go to Metropolis. Hey, what are you talking about? It's a race. Stroker's there. <laughs> Stroker's there. Everybody else got to be there. So, yeah, he's like, come on, uh, be on my racing team. And, uh, you know, Burt Reynolds initially turns him down. Yeah. But then he sees, like, this, like, sick car, I guess, that, that uh, Mr. Torkel has gotten from Jim Nate. It's a sick car. It's it's fallen ill. Yeah. No, it's oh, cool. Okay. Right. It's a it great car. It needs to be you know holistically Why don't you catch healed. Catch up with uh, you know the vernacular, huh? The lingo. My bones. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, whatever. There's not much between there and here. He yeah. signs to fucking race with Ned Beatty, and it's like a it's a crazy contract. Interestingly enough, uh, Ned Beatty's chauffeur and bodyguard, played by Bubba Smith. Officer Hightower of the future Police Academy franchise. It's like right around the corner. I'm like, like, stick it out, Hightower. Soon you'll be a star. He has nothing to do here. Well, I don't get why Ned Beatty needs like a Bond villain esque like bodyguard. I I guess it's also especially one that you don't use. It's like a comedy, so right. Like I I think that's kind of like the. It's just a weird excuse for like. A big southern businessman to push around a black guy. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's just, he treats him like shit. A, a lot about this movie is kind of weird. <laughs> fair. It's probably the fair, least fair. weird part. <laughs> We're also introduced to Lonnie Anderson, who is playing Pembroke. Yeah, Pembroke something or other. She's Feeney, his, Pembroke Feeney. There you go. She's Clyde Torkel's secretary. No, she's like the PR. No, ex- like his like executive assistant. So she's oh, okay. like, she's like kind of in charge with uh, like wrangling Stroker Ace throughout this movie. So I mean, instantly the sexual harassment is just like oh yeah, through I mean, immediately between Ned Beatty and Burt Reynolds, it's just a real unfortunate situation. And for like Lonnie fucking Anderson. Lugs is treating her like his daughter. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, no, I think he's got a. I think Jim Neighbors is supposed to have a thing for her because they're both religious, right? Because because she's a uh, she introduces herself basically as a virgin. She's like, hi, like I teach do. Sunday school, and I've never had sexual intercourse. 
My name's Pembroke Fiend. Ah, say a challenge. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> does Burt Reynolds ever consider that a challenge? Have you uh, heard my mustache yet? <laughs> Let you uh, watch me make this mustache sing. I, uh, why don't you help me out there, Toots? I got a little um, uh, bubble gum in my push broom. <laughs> Smell you, its dulcet uh, tones. Help me chew that out there. <laughs> you always got to chew it out. What's awesome is uh, because this is like a fairly low budget movie. Anytime they go to actual NASCAR racing, not only is it stock footage, it is stock footage from like 40 years prior. Like, it's like, it is ridiculous. It's like tape to tape recording. We're, back, we're, we're suddenly back in Prohibition. It is, it is insane the stock footage that they deemed acceptable for this movie. It's so like, they're like, all right, Burt Reynolds, you're ready to start the race. And he's like vrooming his car, like revving it all up. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's get ready to race. Cut to like a dude in like an old. Like Charles Foster Kane, Monty Burns car, like cranking the engine to get it going. It's so bad. And it's just because like, I mean, it it is old stock footage and it's probably stock footage from like the 50s. But it's just like in the worst shape ever. Yeah. The tracking is off completely. How how do they think no one would notice this? Like I I watched, I don't know about you guys, but I watched this movie like four by three, like VHS type of. Yeah, Yeah, that's yeah. And and. Whole, you know, it was very noticeable. Yeah, I mean, it's bad. I mean, you, you might as well have done it with shadow puppets. It's just, <laughs> it looks awful. And then, like, and the, like they do, they do have crashes, and nobody's really getting hurt at all. No, well, because you, you can't have anybody really getting pulled out of a wreck because you can't afford to wreck any of these cars. You got to make sure all these cars are, are only, back to their their owners by the end of the shoot. Only the stock car, these stock footage cars get get actually destroyed, and you know that's with the you know the lousy drivers like Dale Earnhardt. And, oh yeah, uh, that was yeah, yeah, yeah the shipless lou- layabouts. Yeah, the lousy <laughs> legends, the, the extras in this film that are living in Stroker's shadow. We're also introduced to. Like, the biggest non-villain ever. Oh, my God. This poor guy. The character's name is Aubrey James. Uh, that's a funny name. What yeah, you, what, it's, you, uh, what is that, a girl's name? It's just like a woman. Some type of little girl. <laughs> Why don't you take all those trousers? I thought it was Tim Matheson from Animal House for a second. But the guy, does, the guy does look familiar. He's got a kind of face. Oh, you, uh, you know what? It's going to kill me. There's a character in Singles that looks a lot like him. But I'm not going to go down that wormhole. Okay. Um, the actor's name is Parker Stevenson. And it's a weird, like, introduction to, like... Oh, wait a minute. That's why he looks really... He's fucking Craig from Baywatch. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah, the kind of, like, weird older dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> well, in the, in this movie, the, the introduction of his character is kind of interesting because he's, like, dancing with this uh, nice young woman and uh, Burt Reynolds is leering at her, of course. <laughs> as as Burt Reynolds is known to do in his movies. Well, but- they... They, they do, uh, at the track, they do exchange some words. Well, the thing is, he used to date this girl. Well, yeah. well date, uh, date in quotes. <laughs> and <laughs> he's, like, upset that, he's, that she's now, like, with this other guy. And it's, right. like, it's like going well. And, and, like, they're making signals across the room to each other. And she's basically, like, mouthing at him, like, like I'm with him now. Please go away. And he's, like, my... My pride. <laughs> like, he won't accept the idea that someone doesn't want to be with him. 
Well, am I thinking of are, is are we in the same scene here where then he fakes a leg yes. injury? Yes. <laughs> he's walking away and he's like, oh, "I'll fake a bum leg. That'll garner me sympathy, and then she'll sleep with me." <laughs> and it works. This will le- get her. Yeah. She leaves him. To go after Burt Reynolds because he stumbled at, for a little minute and then the he, rest is history. She never comes back. He limped out of this disgusting lizard lounge that they're all at. And she's like, oh, no, Stroker Ace is hurt. And she just like goes after him. He's like, yeah, going to uh, win an Oscar for that one. <laughs> you just wait and see. But there is also another point a little before this where he's like, oh, it's actually when he shows up to that first racetrack. And there's like a couple of babes on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey there. Nice to meet you. And she's like, you pig. We met and whatever. And he's like, oh, sorry about that. And he like goes on to the next lady. And she's like, don't you remember? We were in Daytona together, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah. How's it going? And then he like moves on to the next girl. And she's like, hi, Stroker Ace. Nice to meet you. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, this will do. Oh, wait. I haven't nailed you? Yeah. That's, that's really what's going on here. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. And, I mean, it is, yeah. it is kind of like a Goldilocks scene. He's like, oh, too many times? Too loose? Just right. But that's why he only makes an exception to, to, to sleep with this other woman a second time is because not Tim Matheson's getting in the way. Do you think, like, because he's so promiscuous, he probably has to go to the doctor a lot to get treated for all these things? Oh, man. Hey, do- hey doc, check under the hood. <laughs> like it's gotta be riddled uh with- stroker it's a mess there's uh <laughs> nothing <laughs> what, we can do what's the matter baby you won't uh sleep with a guy that has uh crabs and genital warts look i found diseases in you that have only been found in 17th century horses <laughs> my god how are you getting those <laughs> i just love that we've such great veterinary records <laughs> And this oh yeah, guy, <laughs> dude, those books are kept tight. If, any, if anyone's going to a horse doctor instead of a real doctor, it's probably <laughs> Burt Reynolds. It's like it's like how like the mafia always have to go to veterinarians when they get like shot or something because they can't go to the hospital. But Burt Reynolds is just like he's just more. He thinks he's more man what, than I any eat other oats man. And carrots. <laughs> oh, also in this bar scene. So while Burt Reynolds is busy faking a leg injury, the most out of the blue ridiculous thing in the entire movie is Jim Neighbors is at the bar and he's just like oh yeah boy i sure do love hanging out at this here lounge and he turns around and elvira queen of the dark is standing there oh this is just the most insane cameo like i i did a spit take <laughs> and then a double take it's out of nowhere and she's just like hey how's it going jim neighbors and i'm like no elvira what are you doing in this movie <laughs> explain yourself god damn it out, out of anywhere she's she's hanging out at a, a sleazy lounge in daytona outside the racetrack like <laughs> this is the last place i'd expect elvira to show like, up at a nascar be, event shouldn't you be hosting like a middle america public access horror movie marathon yes. wasn't that her thing like what are you doing i think in it's this a movie? fugue state honestly because if you're <laughs> If you're walking around, day- okay, you're Elvira, you're the queen of the night, and you're fucking you're wandering around Daytona, and you're hitting on Jim Neighbors. Maybe it, like <laughs> she only has like power at night, and in the daytime, it's just like I don't know what she's guided by something else. She's not it's, Elvira. It's possible. 
She's still dressed like Elvira, though. She has no lo- uh, name given in the movie. She just hits on him. And then yeah. Jim Neighbors later is like talking to Burt Reynolds like, boy, I sure did make this crazy girl last night or something. And I was like, did Jim Neighbors fuck Elvira? What's going on? That would there? be a really fucking weird scene, man. I would, I would love if they included that. I, you know, I guess, it, I guess that's what happened here. We, we don't really know, so we can't say it didn't happen. I, it's, it's definitely a possibility, but it's, it's a, like I've said, man, it's a weird scene, and I don't want to think about it. Man, you guys ever try to watch that Elvira movie? No, no I, I, I fucking turned it right off. Oh, I, I got a spin. I got like twenty minutes into it, and I was like. You know what? People are dying out there. And I got better <laughs> things to do. You know, we, I, there's I, a news story I haven't read. I yep, know there is. Exactly. <laughs> I might be the only person to think this, but now I'm just thinking like, you know who would have been a great like team up movie? Elvira and Ernest P. Worrell. Yes. I'm surprised she the, didn't show up. It's that it's the same exact kind of persona. Like shitty local TV thing turns into a bigger star than you ever deserved to be. Right. Like yes. Maybe like Vern is now producing Elvira's show and like they're trying I'm just to. Yeah. She didn't show up and scared stupid. That's like prime real estate for oh, her. Oh shit, that would have been great. Yeah. She could have like been <laughs> a. Fights so- a troll? Yeah, she's just a sorceress that comes in and helps save the day. Yeah. That movie mm. would have. The troll maybe just gets like better. hypnotized by her cleavage and she just fucking puts like a Jim Duggan to him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Vern, that lady with the big hooters just helped me fight a troll. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vern, she used her sex as a weapon. <laughs> hey Vern, don't look directly into her eyes, you'll be sex hypnotized. <laughs> we know how to defeat the trolls now. <laughs> they they're attracted to bosoms. But that whole Elvira movie is just like a bunch of like straight laced people being like my, look at that w- 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 woman. You see, I thought it would be like 75% cameos. There, uh, I feel like there maybe were a few. Seventy-two percent. Well, I didn't watch the whole thing. Like oh, I yeah. said, I fucking turned it off. <laughs> so I don't know. There could have been a whole cavalcade of cameos towards the back end of that movie. I don't know, but it's just stupid. She like, like inherits a house from a dead relative or something. Makes so sense. she's got to go to this. She's like, got to sleep in it for two, ta- <laughs> two nights before she can. Yeah, get I it. don't know. I really did. I, for all I know, George Burns has a cameo in that movie. I have no idea. It wouldn't. It would make sense. So anyway, yes. After the Elvira thing, so Lonnie Anderson is going to uh, to like properly introduce herself and get a real idea of what Stroker Ace is like. So she goes up to his hotel room. Well, of what he's all about. Get the real stroke race yeah. philosophy. Well, she wants to know. I mean, she's, she's handling his PR. She's doing yeah, all this no, stuff. She's doing her job. It's, she's doing it. She goes up there. And he opens the door. First, there's a lady there that uh, one, of the, uh, one of the three bears that he interviewed at the, at the race. The one that was too loose, I believe. Um, <laughs> oh. she, so she walks out. And Lonnie Anderson is offended. And then, just to top it right the fuck off... Burt Reynolds just whips his towel off. Yeah, well, that's... Look, Burt Reynolds cannot be tied in with a towel for too long. Mm-hmm. I guess it's true. Or, or like, clothes. Just yeah. clothes and... Jo- unless he's got a, a, a loose-flowing bathrobe on, which is what he changes into. Because Burt Reynolds, right. if anything, is a man who likes to be comfortable at that's all times. That's sort time. of his natural state, like his natural habitat. Dude, if I could just be nude and just have, like, a bathrobe over me at all times, like, that's living, man. 
It's the dream. It is the dream. Burt Reynolds has it figured out. I mean, it's out. not hard to get that dream, but you can't have too much of a future planned. No, you got the, the thing is like you can only support yourself for so long. Yeah, I mean you have to so, give up on life. I mean that 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 lifestyle goes in tandem mm-hmm. with giving up on life. You got to buy you got to buy the bathrobe and a shotgun. Yeah, both at Walmart. <laughs> you find and like the biggest, and I know they make them really big these days, but I mean it, the biggest wild turkey bottle they got. Mm-hmm. And then you ride that right out until that yeah. disability check ends, and then you, <laughs> you 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 light yourself up. Yeah, sounds like a plan. I feel that's a, how a lot of um, people do it. That's how uh, Gary Busey's character in uh, Silver Bullet goes out. Like, yes, that's how he yes. ends his days. I think it's also how uh, Tommy Lee Jones's uncle in No Country for Old Men probably goes out. Oh, that guy's <laughs> in the process of doing it in that movie. Yeah, he's just looking. He's waiting. He's waiting for somebody to drop off the bathrobe. He ordered it special. So Burt Reynolds is really amping up the like hitting on her, and she's like, "Listen, we really just need to talk about business." And he's like smelling her neck; like, it's really, really <laughs> disgusting. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I can fucking smell that cologne right through the TV watching this Burt Reynolds movie." Man, he's just like, "So, uh, Musk, what do you got there? Some pictures for me?" And she's like, "Actually, they're business plans." And he's like, "Yeah, pictures of you. You making plans?" And she's like, "You know, they don't call me Stroker for nothing." <laughs> You got next time you come up here, you tell that chicken bit son of a bitch, give me something to stroke to. <laughs> I do kind of just want uh, that song uh, "I'm Stroking" to be playing all the time <laughs> during this movie. I, I just I want Tom Jones just to be fucking serenading me. Ugh, Tom Jones, gross. Yes, please. <laughs> I forget Different what opinions. I was watching. It was like a. I think it was like just some like adorable dog video or something oh no this of course it's a cat video and it was like some adorable cat video but some they just put fucking what's new pussycat over it oh, oh that's oh, a delight jeez oh wow <laughs> different right. opinions on we hate movies i mean I don't <laughs> that's think my t- bathrobe <laughs> <laughs> you're just listening to tom jones records giving up on it all <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no thanks, man. You can have every last time. The last Jones thing you is his version of uh, I did it my way. <laughs> oh, 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 forget it. Forget it. I forgot about that. <laughs> Fucking goddammit, Eric. <laughs> I only have one record on vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. To be fair. All right. It's the best of. It's not the whole discography. No, no, just the just the best of. <laughs> Just the best. <laughs> so while this like parade of misogyny is going on, yeah, he's also tasked with now he has to become a spokesman for Chicken Pit, right? Because God damn the Chicken Pit, <laughs> the man. Because so, he didn't read this contract, he really got kind of bullied into signing this contract. Like Ned Beatty was like, "Dad, you don't have to read anything. Just sign it. Sign it, Mister Race. Just sign it." And then like Hightower was kind of there, like, and he well, just like signed it. Under duress. Well, again, Jim Neighbors is like, why don't you be friendly like? Sign that contract. <laughs> Even Jim Neighbors is working against him unknowingly, of course, because it's yeah. Jim Neighbors, so he always plays adult. And it's another one of these prehistoric jokes. The fucking contract looks like infinite jest. <laughs> Yeah, and he's just flipping through. He doesn't even know how to read. Well, there's kind of a really stupid gag where he's like, hey, this uh, contract's completely blank. And then Jim Neighbors has to be like, oh, you just got it backwards. And he has to turn it around and be like, oh, yeah, look at that. Now it's a book. Thanks, pal. You know, 
now I'm just fan like I'm just fantasizing about a day where I meet Burt Reynolds and get him to sign a copy of Infinite Jest. <laughs> <laughs> just put his autograph down on it. You know, if I see that go up at Sotheby's, I might, you know, you might have to yeah, do it. I might have to do it. You might have to liquidate. <laughs> so he's basically like the whole middle of this movie, and this is like once the movie starts. It stops yeah. because, like, he's got to go. He's contracted for like two years yeah. to do this promotional tour for the Chicken Pit, and it's just Burt Reynolds in this montage of like. Sometimes he's racing a car, but most of the time he's just like cutting ribbons at fucking Chicken himself. Pit openings. And there's also a scene where he's just like hanging out in the back seat, you know, and you know Jim Neighbors is driving, and 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 Pembroke's up there in the front seat. He just flats out goes. Uh, you sure you never slept with anyone? <laughs> like he keeps on grilling her about her virginhood. Now uh, listen to me. You're telling me I hired a hypnotist and he put you under. You would have nothing to say. <laughs> Suspicious. Not even uh, something you're remembering as an alien abduction. <laughs> Maybe it was a uh, someone in your family. Because uh, that counts. <laughs> All inclusive. So, speaking of humiliating himself, he's got to fucking record this commercial. Like, he's filming a commercial in a chicken suit. There's and it's that. like, not only is Stroker Ace embarrassed for Stroker Ace, I'm embarrassed for Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's Burt Reynolds, like, whatever, masculinity personified. He's just in this fucking dumbass chicken suit. And it's terrible. And, and here's the thing, because it's also not funny. Yeah. Like, if he's humiliating himself and it's kind of funny... Right. Well, All right. It, it, like you would think that they would have a commercial, you know, scripted that would need a chicken, like somebody in a chicken suit, like or there was just a chicken no, character. I mean, it's just it's just him talking to the fucking camera going, in a chicken suit. Bok bok bok. Buy this chicken. He's like, yeah. hey, uh, bok bok bok. I'm uh, struck race. And when chicken. And when he stops to cut the ribbon at fucking Ned Beatty's chicken pit on Route 32. It's, nobody's there. No, yeah, it is It is not a highly attended oh, event. Oh, I didn't know. Wait, the, the one on Route 32 is open. <laughs> well, you know, people didn't know that yet. Well, I mean, he didn't get it out to the radio stations. That's what you got to do in 1983 <laughs> is you got to fucking tell them radio stations. Yeah, man, the radio radio stations, it was like the internet of the 80s. <laughs> it was. It really was. It really was. And, and uh, ham radio was the chat room of the 80s. <laughs> Ham radio, yeah. yeah the, it was the IRC chat. Uh, oh well, because you feel bad for him, kind of, but that ribbon cutting because they're like, like Jim Neighbors is like, oh yeah, Stroker, there's gonna be like fifty thousand people there, and I'm like, that doesn't make sense. It's gonna be as big as Hardee's. <laughs> so and like at this time, he's still running races that are not shown in the movie. It's just all yeah. stock car races. We, we just cut, stock footage, stock right, car but sometimes races. Sometimes they don't even do that. We just cut to him getting like a trophy. Yeah. And just getting all these kisses. You know? Like, yeah. hey, baby, uh, you missed a spot. That's supposed to kiss you. I don't think uh, I got this trophy. I don't think that means cheek. I think uh, it's a little lip action. He, uh, There's definitely one part in this montage where Ned Beatty's like, you got to kiss all these women or something like that. And they're women that uh, Ned Beatty finds undesirable. Undesirable. <laughs> or or Burt, Burt Reynolds finds undesirable. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'm uh, not kissing these undesirables. 
And like Ned, it's a really awkward thing where Ned Beatty's like, no, you got to kiss this girl. And like the shot is just like Burt Reynolds being like, uh, ew, gross. And then uh, like uh, this, what what uh, what caste system were you born into? <laughs> you look like a uh, untouchable to me. <laughs> it's just really stupid. And then I'm realizing like, oh, the middle like 40 minutes of this movie is kind of just a long montage. Every yeah. once in a while, the the movie pulls over and we have like a scene, usually in a hotel lobby or a, or a saloon of some kind. You know, some type of easily secured location for the yeah. filming. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just because this. I mean, the, uh, Hal Needham for whatever his successes, and you know, from what I remember, smoking the bed, it was pretty fun. But like, you these are these is a pretty ready made movie. You have your you know older star kind of aging uh is given us like one last chance but he's in it with a crooked guy jim neighbors well, is, is the aging star no 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 burt well, reynolds, no, reynolds. <laughs> but and and you got aubrey james the young like ad- adversary and you've got mm-hmm. this woman that he could probably you know settle down with right. this is a ready-made movie and all that really comes up from it all is him and uh, lonnie anderson that's the most of it yeah but that by the time they get together, because of course they get together at the end of the movie, yeah. it's just not even really that earned because it's no. like he just kind of pesters her and like you know annoys her and sexually harasses her till she gives in. That's how you get a wife. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's the way the world works, yeah. right? No, you, you annoy no. them into you know <laughs> doing all of it. You, yeah. you, you stifle them to such a degree. <laughs> you got to break them down. Yeah, I mean, Bert knows it. But this is what I found to be kind of unbelievable about this movie is that so it it takes place like in the real world of NASCAR. Like he's a NASCAR racer. Ned Beatty, you know, has a lot of money in this. Like, you know, NASCAR is not cheap. And the whole thing is these the hijinks of uh, uh, the, the whole plugging the chicken restaurant get so high that there's like points where he's forced to drive this race car with the chicken suit on. And he's he becomes like a disgrace in the NASCAR community. He's like not a fan favorite anymore. He gets yeah. booed when he comes out in the chicken suit. And th- what's more important, the chicken suit is preventing him from driving the car and winning the races. No way would Ned Beatty like sacrifice wins and the publicity just to have some asshole come out in a chicken suit and be like, yeah, eat at the chicken pit. Now I got to uh, well, go race this car. I'm almost positive Ned Beatty's running some kind of insurance scam or something. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like maybe even an embezzling scam is actually probably more likely. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because this, I mean, his business is in the fucking toilet. Yeah. It seems like he's got no creative marketing going on. Uh-huh. It's just fucking Burt Reynolds talking to people in chicken suit. <laughs> I, I really do think like he's on the edge and that's why he, you know, attempts to, you know, rape Lonnie Anderson. Yeah, we'll get there. That's uh, God. That's, that's weird. That's really weird. So <laughs> they they do a prank on on Ned Beatty. Oh where, yeah, where, where it's like, huh? You know, the car says fastest chicken in the south. I gotta wear the chicken suit. They paint the car to be a plucked chicken. Yeah, like they think uh-huh. this is gonna take the piss out of Ned Beatty. Like he's <laughs> ever gonna give a shit. Turns out he loves it. Of course he does. <laughs> he like he like tells Pembroke like this was a great idea because he. He thinks it's part of like the PR and marketing, so uh, so that backfires. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, who came up with this?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, here we go." He's upset. He's like, "This is the uh, greatest thing ever." Oh, the chicken's really gonna be flowing now at the chicken pit. We find out what, like, 
I don't know, 48 minutes into this 86-minute, 96-minute movie, what the the actual story is going to be, what the, what the motivation for Burt Reynolds is. He finds out, Stroker does, that the only way he can get free of this two-year contract and stop doing all these publicity stunts is if he gets fired by Ned Beatty. Like, that's the only way he can get out of this contract. Like, there's some right. gag about, like, Jim Neighbors has asked every lawyer in this side of the Atlantic and the other, and everybody says the only way he can get out of this contract is if he gets fired. So it's like, it's basically Burt Reynolds, like, sucking at racing cars and being a jerk trying to get Ned Beatty to fire him. Like, and that's the movie. Yeah. That's why there's, like, the prank shit going on. Also, Burt Reynolds has a big problem with being called the fastest chicken in the South. I don't know why exactly. I mean, I mean, I guess because you're being called... Stroker Ace is such a cool name. And then to be just called the fast chicken. Yeah. That's well, like, no, it's, it's like, he's got beef with being called a chicken. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, because, you know, back in the day, men thought that was such a dire insult. Oh, it's for, like being for, called Yella. Well, yeah. For, yeah, for instance... Um, Marty Geor- McFly. Yeah, and, and his father, George, to some degree, I think, right? It's a, it's a hereditary trait. <laughs> yeah, it's a Carried genetic thing, the man. There's, there's some dudes that just can't be called chicken, and that goes back, like, generations. It does, yeah. <laughs> Someone clucks at you, and your blood just starts boiling. Like, that's just what happens. Do you think they talked a lot about deliverance on the set of this movie? This is oh, this is post deliverance, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's just hanging there over them. Like this, yeah. I just feel like Ned B's like, I'm taking it back. I'm taking all the power back, Bert. <laughs> I'm the hero here. He's uh, <laughs> he's becoming Kennedy now. Ira, <laughs> uh, is this because I didn't save you in time? <laughs> is this uh, because I uh, let those mountain men get to you? <laughs> Man, that movie's uncomfortable. It's, it yeah, was actually kind of funny. Watch. I was reading, uh, there was like some online list the other day of like the best horror movies of the last like Don't 50 years or something. And it, yeah. was, it was on there and I was like, that's not a horror. Well, that one scene, but it's not a horror. All right. I mean, I mean it's right in the line. Yeah. Certain. It's a scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's a horror movie. Yeah, totally. It's a scary drama, I would say. It's a scary drama. It's, it's, it's an intense, scary drama. So Burt Reynolds cannot stand the fact that Lonnie Anderson is a virgin. Yeah. He invites her up to his apartment in this one scene, and he's like, got like room services coming up, yeah. uh, a hotel room, rather. Uh, room service is coming up. He's got some champagne. And she's like, oh, champagne. I told you I don't drink. And he's like, oh, that's right. Uh, good thing I ordered this uh, non-alcoholic champagne. It uh, looks and tastes like the real thing. But you, uh, you like pills, right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's like trying to get her drunk so he can sleep with her. And like Jim Neighbors... Just awkwardly busts in, like, oh, hey, what's this? Room service? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, good thing you got enough for three. Yeah. <laughs> An extra what? lobster? And then Jim Neighbors just hands uh, uh, Bert the bill, and it's just like, it's just like really shoved down Bert's throat that Jim Neighbors is being a real big virgin blocker right here. <laughs> well, because Jim Neighbors in this movie is like the consummate gentleman. Yes. You know, and they're both. Him and Lonnie Anderson are both people of the Lord, so they get along really great. Which is why I guess they decided to spend 10 minutes doing a fucking version of Amazing Grace. I think what's oh. happening here maybe is um, she is a chastity belt, and, he, and Jim <laughs> Neighbors has the key, and he will only open it 
once he knows the love is true. Is the key Jim Neighbors siren song voice singing Amazing Grace? If he gets through the whole song, then the chastity belt unlocks? Yes. It's, oh. quite, it's really a sophisticated piece of machine. It's like playing the notes in Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of that movie, uh, Grand Piano. Like he's got to play the piece just right so the piano unlocks the key. There's also a funny bit in the scene where... Uh, like she walks into the the hotel room and she's like, "Oh, where's Jim Neighbors?" And Burt Reynolds is like, "Oh, Bert, uh, oh, Jim Neighbors? Yeah, he's dead." <laughs> and she, she's like, "Wait, what?" And he goes, "Ah, no, that's uh, that's a joke." And then like a few minutes it's goes by. It's a pretty by. good joke, actually. It's I pretty like funny. That, yeah. And uh, <laughs> a few minutes goes by and something else comes up and she's like, "Something, something." Oh my, yeah, yeah. My yeah. sister and he goes like, "Oh yeah, where's she living these days?" And she goes, "Oh, she's dead." And he's like. Oh yeah, that was that, like that joke I just told. That's uh, pretty funny. And she's like, "No, no, 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 no." She's really dead. She got hit by a tractor trailer. And it's yeah. this awkward like silence where it's Burt Reynolds like, "Yeah, yeah," really stepped in it there. She kept on asking Joe Pesci about his fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> you think Joe Pesci would try to beat up Burt Reynolds? Oh yeah. You I think, so? I, I, I think, I think he would easily win too. Yeah, I mean he's like a he's a rabid wolverine. He's gonna get you, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. He'll get you in a corner and then it's over. So after this dinner where Jim Neighbors like you know virgin blocks the whole situation, they go down to the hotel bar because it's been four minutes and we haven't been in a hotel bar. <laughs> so we gotta get back to one before we all turn into pumpkins. And all the NASCAR drivers are there because they're on the tour, right? So it's yeah. like the tour, you know, hotel and everything. So everybody from the circuit's there. And they're, they start off by, like, Burt Reynolds walks around the corner, and a couple of these guys are using, like, room service, like, tables, like, wheeled tables right, to yeah. race. Mm-hmm. And Burt Reynolds... Because if you like racing, you just like racing in anything. Yeah, I mean, you got to race every minute, oh, yeah. every day. Oh, yeah. some hijinks doing sprints in the, in the parking lot. And so, like, Burt Reynolds sneaks up behind this guy who's about to push our, our Aubrey Jones guy, or whatever his name is. And, James. Uh, Aubrey James, James. And he's like, hey, uh... Let me uh, get in here and, and push him for you. And so in, in probably what could have been considered attempted murder. Oh, yeah. Like, Burt Reynolds pushes this poor guy through a glass pane, this huge pane window. And then the guy lands in a pool just covered in glass, possibly unconscious. It's cut everywhere. Insane. And then we have the weirdest ADR laugh of Burt Reynolds, man, going like, <laughs> but everyone <laughs> it happens twice <laughs> everyone in this hotel even the people in the pool who could have been hurt everybody is laughing that this guy got pushed through a window right? like yeah everyone is laughing someone's got to clean the glass out of the pool you you're draining got... that pool yeah. you're draining that pool everybody's out like if there was a lifeguard on duty although it's you know a shitty you know motel <laughs> pool so probably not but if there was one they'd all be out of the pool everybody's out of the pool shutting shutting down for weeks weeks upon weeks behind bars (laughs) clearly i mean he uh, the fact that he doesn't have a just a few nicks is just a little bit insane i feel it's crazy and so lonnie anderson goes back to ned Beatty's hotel room to be like all right so here's the business of the day and then ned Beatty 
fairly mild-mannered Ned Beatty throughout most of this movie turns into a fucking sex-crazed maniac. And you're like, what is going on in this movie right now? Like, she comes in, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry to wake you in the middle of the night. And he's, like, running around this room like, oh, it's no trouble. No trouble at all. And he's, like, locking the door and, like, trying to put a shirt on, but he's still in his underwear. And he's, like, just, like, getting all fucking horned up. This is, so, this is like, out of reefer madness. It's in... <laughs> You'll notice yeah. that Ned Beatty has smoked a marijuana no, cigarette. No, I, mean, I think he's he's spiked. I think he's straight up horsing. Marijuana. <laughs> deadly, deadly stuff. Marijuana. Man, Dead, I, deadly stuff. That uh that that uh, original like Reefer Madness movie, that movie's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. it's so fucking stupid. Like wow, man. Talk about propaganda. Yeah, it's You it's can catch crazy. it in full on YouTube. But wow. Yeah, it's a recommend. It's a total it's a recommend. recommend. <laughs> People, for those of you who don't know what Reefer Madness is, it's like a, it's a propaganda film about like the dangers of smoking weed. And yeah. it's just like people smoke joints and then kill each other. I think and there then, was like a whole documentary just made about the making of it. Well, after, after you watch Reefer Madness, watch Unche Andalou to see the pro yeah. argument. <laughs> Yes, just marijuana with the Unchin Andalou. Well, that's how you start it off, you know? You, you, gotta, you, you can't climb the mountain all in one. I mean, at, at this point, I'm surprised Ned Beatty isn't seeing a fucking dead baby walking up the wall. Like, I mean, it's, it's that crazy. He's lost his mind that much. And so she's, she realizes what's going on, and she's like, oh, fuck, he's going to attack me. And, like, she jumps on... Because here's what he does, by the way. He fucking cuts a strap on her dress with, like, a knife or, like, scissors or something. Oh, it's for serious. And she's like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck's going on? And she, like, jumps on the bed, and he's like, no, 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 quit playing hard to get. Quit playing hard to get. Here we go. It's going to happen. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, it... Oh, fuck. Like, yeah. this is a dangerous situation right now. He jumps on the bed, and he's, like, jumping on the mattress. Like, come on, baby. Come on, baby. And she gives him the greatest kick to the fucking scrote cinema has seen. It's a real ball buster. Yeah. And he's got a good, like, Dar my nerds, yeah, and he falls over. Padding. Yeah, and when she tells Burt Reynolds and Jim Neighbors about it, <laughs> yeah. she actually says that he kicked him in his scrotum. She's like, I kicked him in his scrotum. And they don't know what a scrotum is. No. Burt Reynolds turns to Jim Neighbors and he's like, scrotum? What's a scrotum? And he's like, well, I don't know, but I'll find out. And they're like, <laughs> the two of them are like working on the car, like she and, and Jim Neighbors. So he like goes back under to be like, oh, hey, Lonnie Anderson, what's a scrotum? <laughs> well, it's actually this part underneath the penis. It's right over here. And, you you know, holds wait, everything. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I just called out all the penis. <laughs> Oh, Isn't shoot. all the penis? Wait, wait, wait. I'm not supposed to. Um, I'm not supposed to uh, jam the whole thing in. <laughs> oh, you're uh, talking about my beanbag. No, oh. I always get the beanbag in there last. Oh been my lord! Stuck in turkeys for many a year. <laughs> I, <yeah>. Good God! <laughs> what the fuck is going on over on that side of the room? Oh, uh, it sounds like uh, Chris Cabot here has got his own case of reefer madness. Yeah, I might have spiked up. <laughs> he might come, just have done it. He's come down with the deadly, deadly stuff. There's a great scene in Reefer Madness where a dude's like smoking a spliff and like tickling the ivories. You know, he's got like one of them the jazz cigarettes oh, in his mouth, man. and he he has this look on his face. He looks like the Joker. Yes, yeah. just fucking. They like paint their faces all white, and they've got like bags on. They look like raccoons, like ghostly raccoons. That? Maybe that was the basis of the Joker back in the day. 
Yeah, you know, he wears a zoot suit. He's into jazz. He's a reefer addict. <laughs> <laughs> That's just all the Joker was, maybe. <laughs> he was, he's just a pipe head. He's just fucking, you He's know. just a cool dude. <laughs> it's a real cool cat, that Joker. <laughs> Love that Joker. So, uh, so speaking of attempted rapes. Oh, yeah. Here Wait, we oh, go. yes, because, you know. It's, it's a, not it's long after this that double uh, header. Bert has his turn and turn a go. This is ridiculous. So, like, apparently she's fallen in love with him. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a deleted scene on the I, DVD. Yeah, that, well, 25 minutes out of this cut. <laughs> hey, uh, why don't you lose this scene, uh, putting a scene of me uh, at murdering that Aubrey guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, How about uh, I take a life? There should be more of that this type of scene. Because like, the, he's supposed to be the fucking villain of the movie. Like, he's his rival. But yeah. they make, like, the Ned Beatty shenanigans so important. And Ned Beatty's, like... Not a villain. He's just like, well, you signed this contract I and mean, you have to work for me. Piggish buffoon. Like, yeah. it's not like he's actually going to, like, question. Like, Burt Reynolds, all he has in the, in this movie, the only thing he has to lose is the money. Yeah. And they don't even make that a big deal. No, it doesn't matter because he's got mountains of money. And that's the problem with this movie is nothing matters. Like, why isn't Aubrey James, the young upstart race car driver, why isn't he bullying uh, Burt Reynolds about the chicken thing. There's no. It seems like there's no real reason for Burt Reynolds to retaliate against this guy, other than the fact that he's young and he's having his sloppy seconds. Yeah, I feel like if it's more about if the movie is about two drivers that are pitted against each other, you're kind of forced to have more race car stuff, which you're just not affording yeah, on not the stroke race it. budget. So it's like, well, if he's fighting with the the team owner. That guy's not racing a car, so that guy can fall victim to all sorts of shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, I don't like Rush, but if this movie was more like Rush, <laughs> Limbo, uh, yes, or the uh, the Ron Howard picture. Oh, right, about that Rush driver, the Rush of the drive. Like, if it was about that, I I'd, yeah. I'd get it, and I'm fine with that movie. But like, this is just like the the chicken thing is what pisses me off most because you're expecting somebody to really fucking jam it in, and it's just some guy at a bar. Yeah, he's like, oh, look at that. Cluck, cluck, cluck. There goes Stroke Race. And a huge bar fight does break out, which is pretty great. A lot of good punches thrown in that one. But so we're at another, yet another hotel room. I feel like there was a lot of like, are you guys making a movie in there? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. I think they, they, they find out and they have to move production to the Holiday Inn down the street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, I bet there was a lot of times where Burt Reynolds had to go down to the lobby and smooth things out with the manager. It's like, oh, oh, it's a Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah. Oh, oh, he signed a lot of pictures. Yeah. And there's probably still in those Marriott's today. <laughs> he, he autographed the guy's copy of Infinite Jest and everything was fine. <laughs> Grease those tracks. Uh, you know I didn't write this, right? <laughs> you know I uh, don't even know what this is, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, so she's like, oh, remember that time you kept telling me it was non-alcoholic champagne? Well, you're such a silly liar. You did it again, and now I'm drunk. And he's like, yeah, that's right. We're uh, falling in love. (laughs) It's like, like, oh, my God. This is what love is. I slipped something into your drink. So she's like, I think I'm ready for you to take my virginity while we're on this fucking NASCAR tour, probably just in another part of Florida. It's really romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this hotel room did have a balcony, which it's nicer than most of the hotel rooms in this movie. So she's like, <laughs> you I'm going to pay extra for that. <laughs> you do. You got to pay a lot of extra. So she's like, listen, I'm going to go off this balcony back into the room and uh, I'm going to be waiting for you there. And he's like, all right. No one way ticket to Bonertown. 
Let's go. So he does his one way ticket to Boner Town dance <laughs> for three minutes. He, and he packs his bags to go to Boner Town, which yeah. is actually throwing away his bags, which had prophylactics. Yeah, prophylactics, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the pills for the crabs, the wash and everything. And he walks back into the room and she's passed out because she doesn't drink. And she's had like three glasses of champagne and she's done. And then we get five minutes of Burt Reynolds really, really going back and forth about whether or not he's going to rape her. Yeah. Like, that's what's going on. He's like, aha. Well, I know this is wrong, but uh, who's going to know? And he's, like, talking out loud. Like, he's talking to Lonnie Anderson, and he's just like, you know, uh, sex is really great. Wish uh, you were up so we could do some sex. Enjoy Uh, it more if you were awake. Yeah. Sure would have been better if you uh, weren't unconscious. You know, I don't you know, think anybody not, sleeps with a bra. So we can just take that we're off. We're not even joking here. Like, this is it's actually going what off. happens. Yeah, and it's like, I guess in that era, it was viewed as a lesser offense than it is today. Yeah. But it's just mind-boggling to see this happen. It's, like, he's talking to her, and he's like, oh, I heard, what does he say? He's like, I heard it's bad for you to fall asleep with a bra because it cuts off your circulation. Yeah. He takes his, she, he, ta- he does take her shirt off. He doesn't take her bra off, but, and then he also takes off, like, her unter gar- <laughs> garments. Well, yeah, like, she's got, she's just got, like, a like a nightie on yeah. or something like that, and it, it's like, it ties worry. in the front. It totally comes off. Don't worry. <laughs> So he's just like pulling the one little string and it like opens up and he's just like, yeah, that way you uh, get a lot of airflow through you. It uh, cool you off there. Yeah. Yeah. And then he breaks the fourth wall and addresses the audience like directly. Like, is this so bad? Like that's he what he says, like looking at Lonnie Anderson, he's like, would it be? He basically says, like, would it be so bad if I did this? Because nobody's going to find out. And then he looks at the camera like. Well, uh, what do you think? Four people in the movie theater. If a, uh, a tree gets raped in the woods, does anyone? Uh, <laughs> so no one's so around. Press charges. No one's around to hear it. <laughs> I mean, Listen, did, did that tree get? Raped? If a tree gets raped in the woods, you're going to the town dendrophiliac, and you're putting that dude in the slammer in, in, into the jail. He's got to go. <laughs> He's got to be put away. And but the, like, I, I, I just imagined like, like because I hate, I do hate that when like you're doing. All the movie, it's all in the world, and then just the one little peek out is, you know, what do you think, people who are watching this movie? It's so stupid, man. You're either like, you're either Kevin Spacey in House of Cards, and you're doing it all the time, or you're not doing it. You gotta go full cuffs or nothing. (laughs) If you're not going full cuffs, I don't care. (laughs) And like, what's... Who do you think you're talking to? Like, who in the audience is going to be like, yeah, you go, Bert. Oh, dude, please. A ton of dirtbag Burt Reynolds fans. That's who. A bunch of dirtbag 1983 dudes going to see this movie. Like, yeah, what's wrong with it, Bert? There's probably hooting and hollering. Oh, yeah. I mean, I imagine it being, like, shown in prisons and then, like, yeah, that's happening. This movie was definitely shown in prisons. It has to be, right? (laughs) And the drive-in circuit, so, you know... All those guys can. Uh, I suppose that's true. So maybe some people thing. are saying, "Yeah, Bert, do it," but no, they shall be arrested. Well, not this arrested. Is, this is 1983. It's not how our society functioned then. Unfortunately, no. I think you got a medal. <laughs> a medal for that. It was that backwards. Well, that they, recently. This is what I don't understand, though, and I don't know if I, it's just they're purposefully unclear or what's going on. But the next scene is like the next day they're having breakfast, and she's like. 
she's like, oh, Burt Reynolds, you know, you could have done stuff to me, but you didn't. Ugh. Like, oh, you know, thank you for being such a gentleman. And I think what winds up happening here is he's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, uh, would it really have been so bad if I did or something like that? Because then yeah. she starts crying and Jim well, Neighbors punches him in the face when he's making that phone yeah, call. Because he no, might have actually, he might have actually done it. That's the thing, and I, I don't know if it's just like he claims he does, he didn't later, but like it I seems mean, like he just got caught with his hand in the cookie he jar. He definitely yeah. is congratulating himself for not raping her. Yeah, oh, that, that's, that's for sure a big thing here. But like, I think that that scene because it is a very confusing scene. What I think happens is when she's crying. Is because she thinks he's such a good guy. Like she's just so overcome with emotion. Oh, and then Jim he, Neighbors just assumes that Jim he's Jim Neighbors her. thinks that <laughs> that she. I know like, your track record, Stroker. Another virgin disgraced. <laughs> oh, really, Stroker? <laughs> Punch. So the other subplot here, uh, he meets up at another promotional stunt at like some county fair. He meets up with his buddy. That we met at the very beginning of the movie, and his dad was the moonshine runner. Okay. Highlander. He, yeah, the Highlander. <laughs> so he meets back up with the son and, and the father. <laughs> I'm, I'm now running moonshine. <laughs> Stroker, you must use the stick shift. <laughs> stick shift, get it? I'm bringing the code tomorrow. Drive shaft. <laughs> So that it turns out that his buddy has turned to acting, right? This is a very important thing because it like yeah. brings about the final scam of the movie. So he's like, "Yeah, Stroker, I'm getting into acting these days. Isn't that something?" And Burt Reynolds is just like, "Yeah, who would want to be an actor? Sounds pretty stupid." <laughs> but also, Highlander is he, he, the the only note you have of him, you know, over all these years surviving. All of this is that now he's making jewelry <laughs> yep. out of manure. Yep. That's fucking gross, dude. And Burt Reynolds goes, uh, hey, yeah, it's uh, your dad's making some jewelry out of uh, manure, huh? He's like the Cartier Caca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. You, that's think that was, you think that was improvised? I yeah. want to say that's improvised. Yeah. You know, it's 50-50, but I'm leaning towards improv. And then, like, Hal Needham was like, cut. Oh my God, Bert! That was just fantastic. What a joke, Bert! That's staying in the final cut. I don't know if they can gild platinum, but that was gilded platinum. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bert Reynolds sends because again, the only way Bert Reynolds can get out of working for the Chicken Pit Racing Team is if he gets fired by Ned Beatty. So he says to uh, this actor friend, he's like, "I got, I got an acting gig for you." So this guy walks into Ned Beatty's office pretending that he is a, an executive from, like, the Miller Brewing Company. He's ready to buy the chicken pit, you know, for this exorbitant amount of money yeah. with the one stipulation that he fires Burt Reynolds as a driver. And so it's like, oh, well, I got to see because he's, like, winning races again or something. Like, he's got to sleep on it. Yeah, well, yeah I guess, like, this guy, this guy who's working for a beer company... Finds Burt Reynolds too distasteful to be a representative. I mean, I don't know. But I mean, he wants more of a Jim Neighbors type, I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Miller a Brewing, it's, I mean, a, it's yeah. a family company. Can't is, have a, is it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's all they care about. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Why not? I think, maybe. <laughs> so you also have the stipulation there that he needs to decide by um, by uh, Sunday at 4 o'clock or something. So Yeah, it's like Sunday at 4 and you it's like... A t- a clock. You're introducing a clock an hour into your movie. It's so dumb. I but forget the- what it was. No, it's it's really specific. Actually, I've, I've written it down. He has, he has until... Sunday, October 23rd at 4 p.m. <laughs> wow. to decide, yes. Well, and the whole thing is that's the last day of the racing season, and it's going to, like, this race is like he, it will determine whether or not Burt Reynolds is the champion right. of the of the year or whatever, and so he's like, well, I don't want to fire him if he wins the championship. You know, I'll look stupid, and the guy's like, well, you know, you got you to gotta do, so whatever. So we're down to the final race. Burt Reynolds. There's also a quick little interlude um, that I don't want to lose here where Burt Reynolds, you know, obviously trying to get fired. For some reason, Ned Beatty's chasing him with Hightower in tow. Oh, yeah. This is just a random excuse. That's why I skipped talking about it because it makes no fucking sense. It's just straight blues brothering. Yeah. (laughs) Let's have a quick moment where Ned Beatty accidentally crashes. Well, Hightower, I guess, accidentally crashes him and Ned Beatty through a police picnic and into a lake for no other reason than just to do a Blues Brothers bit. Yeah, it's just so yeah. you can see Ned Beatty like have to get out of a car that's in a pot. Well, now I'm really angry. And then all the, <laughs> all, the, all, the, all the police are like, no, no. Yeah, there's nothing that They're comes not gonna of They're not going to help it. them. They just crashed a car into a lake. You knocked over a whole plate of hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy's coleslaw is all over the fucking ground. You know how long it takes him to make that coleslaw? Two whole Soaks days. Soaks it in vinegar for an entire fucking week before now, he even adds the mayonnaise. They hold him down, and then they take all that coleslaw and all those hot dogs, and they make him squeal like a pig. <laughs> oh, no. No, actually, yeah. that's a cut scene. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen. I would, I would hope. Oh, no, it's happening again. <laughs> I thought I was rid of this when I got out of the Ozarks. <laughs> That's why Hal said this was round two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Hal Needham goes up to Ned Beatty and says, this is round two for yeah. you. <laughs> this is That's, That's his entire direction for the scene. He's like, <laughs> round two, buddy. <laughs> Wait, <Bro>. what? <laughs> Deliverance? A production I was not a part of. You were round twoing it. Or is it, called, or is it called round two because that's the, the shoot? The number two. Oh Lord! I'm trying to get the physics. <laughs> right. I'm trying to figure out what's going on on that side of the room. Still, we're just fucking tickling the black keys. It's a jazz cigarette I joke, but we're not. We're sober as jaybirds. <laughs> totally. Unfortunately, yeah. Well, talking about this Burt Reynolds movie, I'm not going to say what I was when I watched this movie, but <laughs> right now, you're seeing dead babies on the wall. I was seeing a few dead babies on the wall. So we're at this final race, and Ned Beatty wants him to throw the race for yeah. some reason. I, the details about fucking 4 o'clock and whether or not he's going to fire him and it's, why, it's I don't like, know. It's some stupid shit where it's like, okay, like if he throws the race, I can fire him. We'll be done with this because he, he can't. Because it's like he's coming down to the wire. Am I going to fire him or not? Right. Depends on if he wins the well, race. It's so. a question of his pride, which doesn't make It's like a pride thing. He's like, look, I want you to throw it. Yeah, and then I let I will let you go. Right, but if and if you win though, I'm keeping you. But like he's coming second, like four times in this movie. 
Yeah. Like behind Aubrey James, he's like he's lost. So his pride is fucking gone. But because he's too busy driving the car in fucking chicken suits. It's yeah. like one of this. It's like even though it's a con, and even though Ned Beatty would get no money out of this, for some reason Ned, ba- I mean, for some reason Burt Reynolds is just like, well, I don't want him getting what he wants or something. Like, yeah, it's like I'm against him no matter what. So if he's against me winning, then I'm going to win. Well, yeah. this is a double triple cross. Like he, he... he's crossing himself. Yeah, <laughs> he's this stupid. <laughs> So whatever he fucking wins the race. Like there's a there's, there's one a, point in the, the middle. The crash man is ridiculous. He causes like Burt Reynolds and Aubrey James like kind of get into this car fight, but then like Aubrey James accidentally hits this other car and like kills this guy. It causes the huge pile up, a huge stock footage pile up. And they're like, well, we're going to have to stop the race for a little bit. I'm like, no, don't stop the race. Finish the movie. You, you basically showed me a snuff film. What's the, <laughs> what's the ramifications of this? I saw 50 cars crash. Yeah, we're the stretchers, man. No, get be, be, fucking get B-roll of stretchers. Come, I'm sure there were car crashes. <laughs> Everything is fine. Everyone was a, everyone's an immortal Highlander. <laughs> it was NASCAR in the 80s. Everyone lived forever. Welcome to NASCAR Outer World. <laughs> we all fly on dragons. <laughs> Man. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's Burt twist- Reynolds' dragon racer. <laughs> or it's like Twisted Metal. To the video games <laughs> blend. fucking an ice cream truck. <laughs> Sub-Zero's ice cream truck to go. Ah, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So they, they win, and Burt Reynolds gets fired, and then he's like, like uh, uh, Ned Beatty's like, oh, yeah? Well, you're looking at the richest man you're ever going to meet. And he's, like, dancing around, and then, like, the the actor friend comes over and he's dressed up like a good old boy again. The father has also pretended to be an yeah. act. Uh, he he's been doing some acting for some reason. I don't really understand. He's just been like he, he's uh, the guy said I'm going to have a guy there to watch the race, right? And that's the father. The father comes in to play the guy who's just watching the race. But what does it matter? Why doesn't the friend just be the guy watching the race with with Ned Beatty? What because it, it shows that he has power. Yeah, he, just, he can uh, order people around. Oh, I see. He's shows, got sway. Yes, the the Miller Shadow Organization yeah. always at play. <laughs> I see. So then, like the guy comes out, the two, the father and the son, they're dressed up as good old boys again, and he's like, "Well, you might want to think twice because you just got conned by two grade A actors." And Ned Beatty like does a double take, like, "Oh, oh, that stroker ace!" And then Burt Reynolds and Jim Neighbors at the same time punch Ned Beatty in the face. You want to talk about a fatality, man? That poor fat old man's dead. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah he gets definitely. punched right the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the credit should be his funeral, like. They should be over his fu- <laughs> funeral. But instead, again, after a violent act, there's just a ton of laughing. Everyone just starts fucking laughing at him. It makes no sense. At some point, also, Hightower joins the Burt Reynolds racing team. Yeah, yeah they Because they're like, oh, the, yeah. the carjack broke. And Hightower comes over. He's like, yeah, I'll take care of it. And just lifts the car up. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Sure. Why not? And then, yeah, we just we end on a blooper reel to just show everyone's having a great time making. Well, I mean, that was the Burt Reynolds special. Yeah, the fucking Uh, blooper reel. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
It's just. Did anyone make it through that blooper reel? I watched it all. Yeah. Really, I couldn't. I couldn't. Type I, I watched it. like the first one because he's just he's playing with a clapper, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. It's a lot of them playing with clappers in the car. Like it's just clap, 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 and it's it's a lot of not even. Um, it's not even the slate. You know, they're just using the clapper to like sync the sound from inside the car, and it's just Jim Neighbors like playing with it. Like I got some clappers in front of my face. This is how I entertain myself on the set of Stroke Race. You've been in film and television for over 30 years. <laughs> how about some fucking professionalism? Yeah, let's get it together, a, buddy. A famous, a, a historical television character actor. Yeah. Although Give it might, a rest. <laughs> if they know that Bird is big on the bloops, maybe they were like, I want to I wanna get in on that bloops reel. Oh, oh I yeah. Do I something got to right do a real boner so I make the blooper reel. <laughs> You know that's like half the movie right there. That's what that's what they that's what they talk about on their way home. <laughs> it just it looked like it looked like that we had just the best time on that set. The bloops are the last thing they see before they leave the theater. You got to get a bloop in. <laughs> Your career's over if you don't get a bloop in. But you got to be careful though. You can't be pulling too many bloops because then you'll get fired from the movie for wasting everybody's time. You can't step on Bert's bloops. Well, how? <laughs> You you got to respect the bloop master. Well, Hal said that we you know we're going to end on a low note, and that's Ned Beatty's obvious demise after being punched in the face by both of us, me and Bert. And uh, you know he wanted to get some uplift before the, the everybody goes out into the lobby, so we put some bloopers in. And I thought it was a real fun time to, to distract attention away from a poor old man getting punched to death. Here's some bloops. He he needed a closed. Because <laughs> his fucking skull came. It was just, yeah, it was just a hollowed out husk. I mean, you, you being you know good, you know hometown people, you've been to a supermarket. Ever seen ground beef? That's what Ned Beatty's face looked like after me and Bert were done with him. His mama was just crying, and I said, "We got to put some bloops in at the end of that movie." <laughs> they ended up cutting that lengthy funeral procession, but. <laughs> But the the bloops were still good anyway, you know. We still kept the bloops. And I mean, I think that's what that's what people are going to take care take from the movie. <laughs> All the bloops. It's this the whole bloops. movie's a fucking bloop, man. Yeah. Would anybody recommend Stroker Ace? No, I would not. <laughs> um, I think you might as well just watch Talladega Nights. Yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know what's a good Burt Reynolds movie. Well, Burt I think Cannonball Run's a good Burt Reynolds movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, right. it's crazy. It's crazy. So and Smokey and the Bandit, they're fucking and... crazy movies. But of this world of those movies, yeah. like those are the better. of. The, I mean, this is like. Oh, what am I saying? Deliverance. There you go. <laughs> Deliverance is really, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Deliverance have, is really watch good. Watch Talladega Nights and Deliverance back to back. And if you want a real laugh riot, watch Burt Reynolds star in Boogie Nights. Oh man, he'll be laughing all the way to the bank. You know, I didn't know that him and P.T. Anderson had like a Gene Hackman Wes Anderson thing going on. Oh, they hated each other's guts. Well, I guess what happened was that um, the I think the Jason Robards part, possibly in Magnolia, P.T. Anderson had wanted to give to Burt Reynolds. Oh, really? And that while they were doing press for Boogie Nights, like P.T. Anderson kept on asking questions over Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds got so angry, he punched him in the face. What? And 
immediately P.T. Anderson's like, yeah, no, I'm not going to put in my next movie. Wow. Oh my God, I was just, I'm just pulling up the internet ticker here. He's got two movies out this year. Burt Reynolds does? Yes. I mean, that's what, that was what was good about Boogie Nights is that now he can make like garbage, you know, the sideline movies. He can bust out like five of those a fucking year. He's got a family dog comedy out <laughs> this year called Hamlet and Hutch. Ugh. I mean, what's interesting to me about Burton Reynolds, and I was going through, and I was just looking at all the fucking things that he lost out on or just turned down. Yeah. And it's, like, unbelievable. He lost out to Nicholson twice. <laughs> One, because he didn't want to be in terms of, in terms of endearment, so he could be in this movie. Yikes. That's got to haunt your dreams. Well, this is what I said before we went on the air. Like, he's probably not winning the Oscar like Nicholson did. But still. But you're at least in terms of endearment and not stroker ace. Part of a classic movie. Yes. And James, you're working with fucking James L. Brooks. Yeah, totally. This this is something you can be proud of. This, less Uh, so. This guy, uh, Arnold W. Raspberry, put this up for the Razzies big time. Oh, I love it. Oh, Stroker Ace is all over the ballot this year. Ooh. Oh, the Razzies. But also, like, he, they, they originally fucking uh, Milos Foreman wanted him for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. For the Nicholson role? They, for the Nicholson role. And, the, and United Artists said no to it. But I would like just to name uh, two movies that he turned down the lead roles in. You may. Star Wars A New Hope. He was going to be Han Solo. <sighs> wow. Two, Die Hard. Oh, really? <laughs> he was originally slated to be John McCain. He's a uh, John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> That I believe. <laughs> that may, now, that, I mean, he just recently turned this one down. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm senator from uh, Arizona now. <laughs> these Nakatomi Towers, my friends, they're just, they're, they're not going to get these terrorists out themselves. We're going to have to go in and get them. My friends... Nakatomi will not fall under my watch. This has truly been a die hard. <laughs> I want that to be that fucking piece of shit's last words. Well, His life. My life, my friends, has truly been a die hard. And he fucking expires. And then you throw him in a fucking dumpster. I mean, yeah, it's a big no. Uh, yeah, don't whatever. Don't ever spend your <laughs> time, or if you had it, money for this movie. I will say one uh, role that I think he doesn't get uh, enough credit for: uh, his role in Citizen Ruth. I Man, think I forgot he's even in Citizen Ruth. He's really good in it. It's a really funny movie. It's a role that's tailored to him. He does it very well. I thought. Um, but yeah, this movie's garbage. Oh, you know what's good is his appearance on Archer. I was just going to say oh, himself as Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would not recommend this movie. I would recommend you watch Boogie Nights or Smoking the Bandit or Cannonball Run 1 or 2. I don't know. Just or this movie's just maybe, dog shit. Maybe uh, go outside. It's summer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is a real just go outside and leave the movies alone for I, the week. I, I usually would never say that you should do this instead, but go to an actual NASCAR race. Sure. That's, I got nothing against yeah. NASCAR. I don't watch it, but go out Although the races. I, I will say the B-roll, not only do they get B-roll of the crashes, they get B-roll of the audiences. And there is one shot, <laughs> and you got to look for it, but it's there, where there is like a close-up. This guy is in the center of the frame, and he is picking 
his ass <laughs> in front of the camera, and it's amazing. Well, it's in a Burt Reynolds movie, man. Ass picking is a okay. Sweaty ass Burt Reynolds movie. Exactly right. That's Stroker Ace from 1983, directed by the late great Hal Needham. If you want to get a hold of us and check out more information about the show. Visit our website, whmpodcast.com. You can also like our Facebook page. Join the conversation on there, facebook.com slash wehatemovies. And follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. We are actively uh, 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 chatty in both of those areas of the Internet. So get at us. Join the talk. Uh, we all hate movies at gmail.com. That is the website for the WHM mailbag. We got a, uh, a monthly thing now. We're going to be reading emails. So if you got something related to Burt Reynolds, maybe some of you out there got him to sign a copy of Infinite Jest. Uh, we want to read it on the air. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Rate and review the show wherever you may get it, which is iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever else. Uh, it increases the profile of our show, and we would be very appreciative to you for doing so. Blame it on Outer Space, Eric's conspiracy theory comedy show. Comedy show. It's a fucking comedy show, everybody. My God. Some of these, <laughs> some of these emails that I read. Oh, yeah, yeah, People yeah. are uh, pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a comedy show. It's very funny. <laughs> Blame it on outerspace.com at Blame Space Pod on Twitter. And of course, their Facebook Manson family, Facebook.com slash Blame it on Outer Space. Yes. What's going on over at uh, the Blame it on Outer Space studios these days? Big shakeup. Yeah. Big shakeup. I'm glad you asked. I'm, 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 I can't uh, legally speak of it, but sure. I'll tell you what the, the episode is coming up. Very exciting. Alex Jones is Bill Hicks? Question mark. Ooh. Did Bill Hicks fake his death and become Alex Jones? I mean, that That's would be something. yeah, that would be a reveal. I feel that would be a reveal, and maybe, just maybe, something gets revealed. So yeah, tune in. <laughs> maybe maybe it go. is the truth. What a nice teaser. That's pretty great. The hair on the back of my neck is sticking up. <laughs> no, because I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, man, like, why would it? I mean, this is probably a question you answer, but why would a great person like Bill Hicks choose to live his life like a lunatic like Alex Jones? You just gonna throw have him to off tune the in. scent, I guess. <laughs> throw him <laughs> off the scent of all those people that wanted to give him big stand-up comedy gigs. <laughs> but yes, we will have to listen and find out. Blame it on outerspace.com. Every other Wednesday, the show drops. That's it for us. Clue for next week's episode. Eric Siska. Mark Wahlberg. Dun, 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 dun. Wow, that could be a whole host of things. Yeah. So until we get to the bottom of that Boston barrel, I'm Andrew Jupin. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. Yeah.